Mammoth Games Cast for the week of February 10th. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filtercord. All right, we have reconnected following yes. Discord's powerful failure. Powerful Discord failure, and also, uh, you know, from a week off. Yeah, that's why. Discord's like, oh, I don't know how to connect anymore. It's been so long. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've, I've had a rough week off, and I've just, you know, I've gotten... Gotten you, they're complacent with where they are in life. Exactly. Right um, but uh, you know, yeah. Let's just go ahead and jump right on into it. Uh, what have you been up yeah. to? So yeah, diving right back in. Um, you know, not there's, you know, the beginning of this year is a lot less crowded than we were expecting. So I'm using the time to kind of branch out, check out some new shit, uh, catch up on some of the older stuff that I, you know, threw down twenty or thirty bucks on and then never played. So right. I've got a good mix of that this week. Um, so I'll start out talking about uh, the League of Legends card game. Uh, they're kind of Hearthstone competitor, Legends of Runeterra. So um, that's a fun name. Yeah, it's yeah. Their world is Runeterra. They had like the Rune Wars or something. Like in the fiction, like League of Legends is like an actual real like competitive league or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like an Olympics style thing. That was started because of the Rune War. I don't know. It's a whole thing. It's really... Their their lore is insanely weird. But, um, yeah, the card game is... Basically, I've been describing it as, like, a mix between, you know, the typical, like, Hearthstone stuff that you're used to seeing and uh, kind of like a Magic the Gathering style, um, like, where you choose your... Uh, what do they call them? Like, lands or whatever for... Uh, magic yeah, like so you'll build magic. like a swamp deck or you know whatever I, I obviously haven't played but um basically uh you're choosing like between one or two uh regions so like on the screen here we see um like the basically the, like the polar region which is um in this game is called the freljord uh which I don't know, it probably means like ice land or something but um you're basically alternating between turns, um, you know, with your your different types of units that have different abilities, um, you know, kind of typical of something you would see in Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. And on the alternating turns, different players will have the option to attack or block. So basically, you're going on offense and defense mode, which is really cool because you know certain units like, okay, this one does bonus damage when it's on the attack, or this one's better at blocking and it can. It can choose who has to defend against its attacks and things like that. There's just a lot of kind of cool combos you can get going. Um, still kind of learning some of the you know more interesting strategies or whatever, but uh, it's definitely very interesting. Um, I've liked what I've seen so far, and it's kind of doing something original, which I think is kind of difficult to do in this space at this point. Yeah, um, there's just been so many like so many of these different card games. I mean, we had a what a uh, elder scrolls card game that they're sort of winding down yeah um we've seen gwent uh yeah we've seen gwent with the witcher which is kind of transitioning to fully on pc only because they kind of didn't really see the market on um you know the consoles and other spaces right so um it's definitely interesting um i'm gonna you know follow along with it i'm pretty heavily invested in league of legends already but uh Nothing too insanely crazy going on here, but seems like it could be really cool. And I've already seen some pretty, um, you know, some rare cards, some people going on some really high-level strategy stuff. So, okay, yeah, 
Um, following that up, uh, I dove into kind of an older release. This was originally one of the uh, Apple Arcade, um, one yeah. of the games that kind of was drawing you to that. Uh, it's originally there. I played it on the Switch. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Um, it's got an absolutely amazing soundtrack. Uh, it's like very. I don't know, so it's like sort of like a neon. Um, almost like cyberpunk vibe uh, rhythm action game. So you're sort of following along tracks, uh, kind of like uh, Guitar Hero or something like that, and trying to collect hearts uh, or like little points. And then you are moving around and kind of facing off against bosses in these musical levels. Very interesting. Okay. Um, so yeah, I've been I enjoyed that a lot. I played through the whole game. The whole thing's like an hour maybe. Um, and you're just moving from like song to song along this kind of discreet um, story that they're telling uh, but the the music and the some of the timings that you have to pull off and some of the boss fights are the boss fights are really cool the way that they pull it all together and are somehow able to tell an interesting story in this kind of chaotic environment is just really amazing uh, this is definitely like uh, like if anybody played Florence, uh, which was a mobile game, yeah. this kind of gives me the same vibe as Florence, which is like, it's just really powerful, interesting. Um, it's kind of difficult to describe, but it definitely makes you feel like some emotions. Nice. Yeah, yeah that's, um, that's pretty cool. I forgot this was like it started on Apple Arcade. I know these guys got some love this year from yeah. uh, like the Game Awards and stuff. For sure. So, um yeah, it's like a big cool. Annapurna, you know, kind of, I don't know, typical Annapurna kind of weird indie thing. Yeah. Um, but pulled off in a very cool way. Really fun. Um, new, interesting. Definitely would recommend it. I think it's like 20, 15 bucks, 20 bucks on Switch, something like that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I think I might check it out on Apple Arcade since, Yeah, I, you know, I have that right now. You've got it anyways, right? Right, right. Cool. Uh, so, what else? There's probably a few other things. It's been about two weeks. Yeah, so following that, um, I checked out another new game. Uh, so this one was something that we talked about, actually, on our last show before the little break. Um, Through the Darkest of Times. So this game actually got a special license to uh, show the swastika in Germany. Right. Which, kind of notable. Um, so this is a game during the rise of Hitler and the fascists, basically throughout Germany's government. Um, there were always dissenters in Germany, right? Right. And um, you play as one particular member that is within a group of kind of a resistance cell, basically. And you can customize who your person is. So it, it is interesting that you can build kind of a, a whole coalition of people who are like you know this this is messed up this is wrong we can't allow this like we're going to fight back any way we know how even at the expense of our own lives um so it kind of reminds me a lot of uh the darkest dungeon style warsaw game that came out but and this one is a lot more playable um it allows like you still have permadeath and it's still a um kind of like a roguelike but uh, through the darkest of times, your actual like moment-to-moment gameplay is basically that you are sending your people 
on missions to do certain things like maybe you will try to raise funds through some of your supporters so you'll go to like a square in the city and just try to raise money like you're literally just going from person to person and being like hey have you heard of the resistance like i know you're one of our supporters we've seen you at a meeting uh would you be interested in you know trying to help financially support us because we're trying to do some cool shit uh you're like getting um flyers printed that say uh you know hitler is a butt face or whatever so like um you know you're you're like painting you're like doing the early version of graffiti right Mm -hmm. Uh, because we don't have spray paint yet uh spray cans so like um it's it's kind of a it's really interesting like uh so i kind of stopped talking about but this coalition as we're watching the character creation you can see that you know you might roll and get like okay a communist like obviously uh you know enemy of the third reich you might get a anarchist so obvious but then you'll run into things like you'll get like christian conservative or like uh you know liberal democrat or moderate liberal or whatever or like a school teacher or a catholic or whatever and it's like uh you know the nazis were generally disliked by basically everyone right? right they were able to consolidate power through a very small minority of people so you know the uh, the question is asked and there's a lot of good um you know movies and documentaries and whatnot about it but like you know how did the people of germany just go along with the nazi party and it's like you know they didn't if you were one of the people they didn't like they killed you right like um they, the population yeah, wasn't a lot of options there yeah you were a supporter or you kept your mouth shut or you died those were the options right you know so it is kind of tough like um the game's obviously very difficult and you go through a lot of seg- segments sections i don't know mm-hmm. what i was trying to say there you go through a lot of parts of the game without having really accomplished anything their eyes and are it's, haunting uh i don't really like the eyes they're, they're, they're terrifying. Yeah, they're very <laughs> accusatory. It reminds but, me of that town in uh, Oblivion where everybody stares at you. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was that. Was it Rifkin? Was that but, that? Um, yeah, it's it's definitely... No. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough subject matter to deal with. And I think the, the game was able to kind of get away with some stuff that wouldn't have been doable... Just based on the fact that they're like, okay, you are like, you do not have an option to support the Nazis. Like, every single thing you do is going against them. It is impossible to support the Nazis in any way in this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't play as like a fascist character or anything. So, I think it was able to kind of squeak by. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this, I mean, it's definitely super interesting. You play through a lot of real life events. Like, there's a big book burning um, that your character kind of wanders past. And it's, you know, as you're playing the game, it's kind of like, how far can I push this? Like, there's certain things that you'll have a conversation with your neighbor who, you know, 10 years ago, or like when you first moved in or whatever, you and your neighbor got along fine. And then her, like, son joins the Hitler Youth. And you're like, ooh, ooh. And then later she's like, I don't know why we have all these Jews on the street. And it's like, oh, do I, like, say something? I, like, not only do I have to live next door to this woman who can, like, make my life worse by being annoying or whatever but if i say some shit this lady might just straight up call the gestapo and i'm like in the basement you know what i mean yeah with like, a car battery hooked up to your nose. yeah never want that so it is really interesting that's like uh the way they're able to kind of tell the story 
the way they get the seriousness across um and the way that they get across the point that's like a lot of people were doing little subtle things to try to um you know either like conscientiously object so it's like okay i'm just not supporting these guys and whatever happens happens and then even go so far as to like um when you get really high level uh quote unquote in the game you might be doing things like trying to liberate a camp Mm -hmm. and like you like bust into a labor camp and distribute weapons and try to like cause a uprising and if you fuck that up you're gonna die you know what i mean right and your game is over like if you if your specific character dies the game ends and if one of the people in your crew dies it takes a big morale hit to your your uh, kind of cell i guess yeah, your yeah, terrorist like group team. or whatever yeah and um you know you might have people like be like look i have a family i can't do this anymore i have to go yeah and uh it is really it's it, it's really interesting um there's a lot of choices and I haven't seen a lot of my choices pay off yet. Like there's choices of who you kind of ally yourself with for help. And, um, a big thing of the game is that there, you kind of can't alter the path of history. Like yeah, you have to stick um, with it and just roll with the punches. Right. So in like act one in 1933, you can't just like walk up and shoot Hitler in the chest or something like, um, you know, we, we know what happened and this game kind of does treat some of that stuff as inevitable. But at the same time, it says, you know, um, you as the player, you know that Hitler wins for the most part. Like, he pretty much gets his until he doesn't. his power yeah. implemented until the very end, right? Right. And, um, you know, even if you consider, like, okay, we beat him, uh, did he get to enact the majority of his policies? Yes. So, you know, it's kind of like, it's a sort of a hollow victory, right? Yeah, it's like, we won, but, like, did um, we win? I mean, we just had Holocaust Remembrance Day recently, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like when you're having to march the survivors out of these camps, like, does that feel like a victory? Right. You know? And it's that type of thing where it's like, it's inevitable, but you have to stand up against the inevitable still. Even if you get crushed under the wheels, you know, maybe you'll slow it down. And it's, yeah. uh, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's a really tough one where you are having to really balance the line. It reminds me a lot of like papers, please. Yeah. That's like, okay, these people need help, but I can basically almost not do anything. So, uh, I would definitely recommend it. It's Again, it's like 20 bucks or something on Steam, or uh, I think it's only available on PC for now, but I'm sure this will make it to console because it's easy enough to play. But uh, Is this lengthy? Like, what are we talking here? It's fairly lengthy. I, I've put in, uh, let me see exactly, but I, I put in like maybe an hour, two hours, and I got to like act four or something i mean there's really like i'm saying there's really not a whole lot that you're capable of doing Mm -hmm. so it's not like you can really throw a wrench in the course of history or anything Uh, yeah so i played a little over two hours and i've got um a little less than half the achievements okay so i would assume there's probably three hours left maybe okay nice so relatively short game but yeah. Again, something very impactful. Also, I would definitely reference this to um, uh, this war of mine. It's very similar to this war of mine as well. Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah. cool. And <clears throat> from the look of the little docket here, it looks like we have one more. That you yes. Can. So my final uh, thing I've been testing out again, something older. 
Uh, I did pick up Kentucky Route Zero TV edition on Switch, and oh, I yeah. have played through Kentucky Route Zero Act One. So, um, act like this is something that you really don't want to show too much of because everything is a spoiler at all times. But uh, it, it's definitely it's got me intrigued. I don't know if I'm hooked yet, mm-hmm. but uh, it's very interesting. I'm going to be definitely playing the next few episodes. I've heard it does kind of slow down at a certain point, and sometimes people kind of drop off. But uh, I'm interested to see kind of what else is going on before I you know call anything on it. Right. I would definitely uh, just from Act One alone, I would I would have recommended for sure. It's very interesting. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just a very surreal. Um, it's been referenced to like David Fincher, um, you know, Twin Peaksy weirdness. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of like surreal stuff that's going on that your character doesn't even comment on. Like um, one of the in the very beginning, somebody's like, "Hey, so you're gonna want to look for this one person who can help you out. So what you're gonna do is uh, drive north on the highway here until you see the tree that's always on fire, and then take a left." It's like, uh, what was that? Oh, you know, the tree that's just constantly burning forever. What? Um, Why the fuck's it doing that? So ah, yeah, don't worry it, about it. It's cool. It's fine. Uh, it's a good tree. Okay. I got married there. Perfect. All right. Well, then you just drive along the highway, and eventually on the side of the road, you see, like, oh, there's a uh, fucking tree that's on fire over here. Yeah, a small so, wedding party. Um, yeah. There's, like, they reference that one of the characters that you run into is a ghost, but <clears throat> you're just like, oh, okay which one uh-huh <laughs> so it's yeah. very interesting um, that's cool yeah, that's, I'm, yeah i'm into it yeah you've been it looks like you've been going down the you know the indie wormhole here yes you know absolutely. trying some of that back stuff yeah you know some of the the stuff that would be considered like indie darling from you know the right. past year right so that's cool that's cool yeah, let us know. Let us know what uh you know what comes of this, especially yeah, got, Kentucky uh, uh, Kentucky Route Zero. I'm super interested in that. Um, almost like almost supernatural feel. Right. You know, yeah. Just the like total that. like this is just how the world is, and the world is weird, and they right. just stick to their guns on it. It's really cool. For sure. All right. Anything else noteworthy? That's what I've been up to. I mean, um, still been kind of playing some stuff on mobile, but. Not really a lot. Obviously, I've been playing Play Gank like everybody else has. <laughs> oh, okay. I have not been playing that. Yeah, well, apparently jumping. there was a big spike in downloads and everybody's running coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the simulations. Uh-huh. Right, let's see how this is going to play out. Perfect. All right. Um, for, for me, like I haven't been playing too, too much, honestly. I've been doing some of the daily stuff on Apex, of course, Across this time, we've got um, finally a look at what is going on with season four. Mm-hmm. Um, that big guy that we were talking about, not even the character. He was a red herring. And Perfect. he was brutally murdered, which was pretty cool. That's um, really funny. Yeah, I had heard about that. New character is Revenant. He used to be uh, an assassin. Now he's been completely, his whole body's been completely replaced by uh, um, Hammond Robotics, which might be remembered from Titanfall 2 or mm-hmm. Titanfall in general um, as well Hammond dropped a huge fucking um, like planet eater 
Excuse me? Onto the world. It, it's basically like a big, like, three-pronged, like, drill that's just okay. destroying the core of the planet. Yep. Um, and so it's caused a, a massive riff in the like in the map there's like a huge crack and there's lava it's spreads like a pretty healthy portion of the map Mm -hmm. um it ripped one of the major cities just completely in half wow um and his abilities are pretty cool he has uh for the first time we've seen a silence ability so he has a move that stops other players from using their abilities yeah so that's pretty cool um he can uh, also resurrect a, a totem that if you bond with it, like if he drops it and you bond with it on the way by, when you die, you don't drop. You pop back to the totem. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time we've really seen that. And it kind of changes his role, I feel like, to a healer role because he's giving life. Yeah. So I think in the future we'll see him switch from a... Uh, you will see him switch from a standard um, damage dealer to more of that support, like they just did with um, one of the other characters, Pathfinder. Yeah, that is super interesting too. The idea of like making a character that's like, okay, you can play this as an assassin or as a healer. It's like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are opposites. <clears throat> so it's yeah, it's it's um, it's pretty wild. The new character school. Um, he's fast. He has a passive ability that stalk. Which he can, I think he can run maybe just a little faster, but he can climb walls higher than any other character. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it, it's um, it's pretty cool. I like what they've been doing. Um, I feel like I'm getting a little better, so that's cool. I'm getting mm. more wins. Um, but, uh, you know, not too, too much more to say on that. If um, you guys haven't seen the assimilation launch trailer that's pretty cool pretty telling on what and who the new character is um and aside from that of course uh we did get some of the playstation uh stuff i think we talked about that already the playstation plus and games with gold and everything yeah i know for sure that we've talked about it and commented with a lot of uh, the uh viewers and listeners on facebook too definitely uh, and the games that were given out this month for PlayStation Plus was the Bioshock Collection, as mm-hmm. well The Sims 4, uh, which was announced two days after I bought it on PC. Uh, Perfect. So that's cool. Now I own it everywhere. Um, <laughs> thanks. Uh, but this fu- fucking game, every time, like... I sat down and I started playing last night. It was probably 10. And by the time I looked back up, it was 4 a.m. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, it was just like, I did not expect that, like, me to be playing that long or anything like that. It was pretty crazy. Um, But yeah, it's it's fun. It's The Sims. Um, I really like how, as an adult, I play The Sims. Because I haven't Mm. really played The Sims in a long time. Um, as a kid, I would always create myself and my friends and cool. We're going to live in this cool, big, like communal house or whatever, you know, um, as an adult, I just kind of rolled the dice to see what my character kind of came out as. Mm. And, uh, it turns out I got two things that were interesting that swayed what my character was. 
Um, he got uh, Evil, which I probably not great. <laughs> yeah. Kind of telling, I guess. I don't know. Uh, and he also got Genius. And I was like, who's an evil genius that would be really fun to play as? Because I'm not an evil genius. I'm an idiot. The boss baby. Nope, Dr. Evil. Perfect. His name is Dougie Evil. Dougie. Dirty (laughs) Dougie Evil. Well, actually, I did Dirty. Or I did Dougie. I didn't do Dirty. I should have done Dirty. Damn it. Dirty Dougie. Because his real name is Douglas. Dr. Evil. Mm. His real name is Douglas Powers. Because... Right. In the third movie, it was found out that Dr. Evil is Austin's Spoiler brother. alert. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert for a movie that's like 10 years old. Right, um, because uh, his dad just was like out here fucking anything that moved. Anything and everything. So I named him Dougie Evil Powers. <laughs> Very good. And I kind of pigeonholed myself a little bit. Because I only have a couple generations to work with here. You know, I should have mm. started with... Austin and Dougie's dad. And yeah. then made Austin and Dougie. And then from that, I definitely should have made Scott Evil. So my next move yeah. is Scott Evil. That's where I'm going with it. Scotty. Uh, yeah, Scotty. And I have old ass Dr. Evil sitting there in the corner. That's good. Think about getting good. a cat. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, and I was playing on PS4. Probably not the best place to play, but it was fine. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 fun. Uh, I recommend it, especially you know it's it's free. This and Bioshock, that's a no brainer. This month is one of the better months that we've had, uh, probably across the last year, for PlayStation Plus. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, definitely go out there and check that out if you have it. So, yep. um, aside from that, I've actually been playing on Apple Arcade. And I don't have a video for it. I just kind of wanted to mention it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've downloaded a lot of stuff from Apple Arcade at this point. Nice. Um, I've downloaded uh, Exit the Gungeon. I've already mentioned uh, Skate City, What the Golf, uh, Outlanders, Hot Lava, I even mentioned. But I also have a few that I haven't played. Um, Oceanhorn 2. Uh, in most and hyper brawl i haven't played any of those um they're still sitting here kind of waiting um one that i have played and i got pretty attached to across this last week is called grindstone um yes i've heard a lot about grindstone it's pretty well done uh for a typical phone game this is a typical phone game when you think of like what am i playing on my phone okay i'm playing a game where i match jewels or whatever uh, but the variation is you are a barbarian that's going into a cave and you're just trying to progress to the next area and stopping you from doing that are these um, little monsters and sometimes bigger monsters come out. Um, mm. But you're the barbarian and you have to link your chain of attacks with all of the connecting colors. So it's a strategy of like trying to get rid of all of the blue ones so all of the yellow ones match up. Um, pretty simple, but they throw in some tasks where, um, okay, this character over here has a key for this chest over here, and you definitely want that. Um, you know, the main goal is just to destroy X amount of, like, creatures. But, you know, side goal, open the chest, and, uh, destroy the little king. And the king could have a, uh, 
uh, a certain chain of enemies you have to kill before you hit it. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's very simple. If you have Apple Arcade, check that out. This next week, I think I'm going to jump into one of these other ones. I think I'm going to hold off on Oceanhorn. Um, but I might yeah. check out Hyper Brawl and report on that one next week and see what that's all about. Nice. But, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been up to. Not too much. Like I said, just been playing a lot of Apex, just trying to get a little yeah. bit better. Not not be trashy at it. Um but the other thing that I did last week, uh, while we had the week off, you were at a game jam. I thought about going to our game jam, but I was like, that sounds like a whole thing. Like, they're like, hey, pack up your computer and bring it over. And I'm like, hmm. 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 No, thank you. Yeah. Um, sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like I have to take a bunch of stuff apart and then put it back together and try to hope that my audio works again. Um, but instead of going to that, I sat here and finally made us a, uh, a decently respectable starting website. Yeah. Um, so you guys now can head on over to mammothgamesinc.com. Um, you can get everything that you would get from our Twitter, our Facebook, our YouTube, uh, and as well, our podcasts all in one place. Uh, so, um, you know, the quick tour is it has a home, read, watch, listen. Um, all those are pretty self-explanatory. The homepage has literally everything that you need. But if you do go to something like um, our listen page, it actually has all of our podcasts in one place. And you can just play them right there. You can click on them. It'll take you to um, our Podbean, which is our current host. Um, but there's going to be some changes probably moving forward. Could be some changes with our hosting um, of where our podcast is at. Um and you know just something to you know keep in mind but it'll still be available on all of these places just because we're moving the host doesn't really change anything um mm. but uh you know aside from that some of the things that we want to uh lead into is giving you guys some extra content from supporting us on patreon um so we hopefully will have that set up here soon um, and as well, a members page that will go right next to the standard bar right under all of our social media icons on the um, banner at the, at the top. Right. Um, and from that, I would really like us to be able to allow people who want to contribute to Mammoth Games Inc., maybe not full-time, like sitting down once a week like we do to do stuff, but if they're like, um, like I know Grim, he, he's out here and he, you know, he play stuff and goes to events maybe he wants to write up something small or um if he wants to like do like a little audio piece and upload it um yeah can totally be done um yeah. or even just video um if you know you take one of your videos and you edit it up and it's really good you know we can get that over on our watch page and uh you know host some of your stuff it'll you know even say like, if you go to our homepage, you see that this first article was done by me, Night Swarm. Um, right. That's the other big thing. We'll be able to do uh, more reviews, uh, more previews, and stuff that way. Um, you know, whereas I feel like social media doesn't lend uh, to doing that. You know, we did it for a while, but it just didn't, um, for me, it just didn't feel right. Right, yeah. I mean, it's definitely like... Facebook and social media is for quick reads you know right so yeah, we've been having a kind of a challenge of th thinking of how to monetize basically because we don't really want to do like 
we don't want to just put in like ads or whatever although i mean obviously we're open to like something in particular that i think would be interesting to people yeah but um a lot of it is like you know i was thinking because i want to get more into interviewing more people and uh getting out stuff like uh the interview that we did in the past with we did one with uh ronaldo uh we did one with ian i think that were really cool we did one with uh uh, Matt at Whitethorn mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I really like that stuff but then at the same time it's like I don't want to block that off yeah, so I, maybe we could do something like make those early access for people that are doing like five or four bucks a month or whatever or you know we'd have to think of something else and it's like I kind of just want to do like benefits for members like being able to get mentioned on the show or ask particular questions or yeah um, that was like that that was something that i had put into our patreon previously um mm. you know hey if you subscribe to the like we'll give you a 250 out. tier or the five dollar tier uh right. per month we'll give you a shout out as a producer on the show yeah like hey here's a monthly producer this is what you know um you know they're up to this is where you can find them they're cool people um and all of that but yeah that's the biggest thing is we don't want to take anything away from uh what you guys have and we'll find that way around um so you know that's nothing's going to change here we're just how are we going to add more um so yeah that's uh you know that's kind of the next plan so go check that out um and uh you know this could even be um you know i i want to set this up as a place where we can kind of house things like house mm-hmm. uh hey what are you guys doing next for story mode um and you guys can come over here and like maybe vote on it so some things that um you know when that is ready we'll be uh letting you know so um i am no expert on this at all <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, if, if, if you have ideas that can uh, we can benefit from and you can make your experience better for what we're providing, uh, you know, let us know. We're definitely open to suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, and as always, you guys can head over to Facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. where nothing is going to change. Everything's staying exactly the same. You can see all of the games and stuff that we talk about here on the podcast over there first and more uh there's stuff we're not even talking about here like um i found uh daymare 1998 which was uh started as a remake of resident evil 2 which was pretty cool um until they got beat to death and then they made their own thing cool yeah uh so some cool stuff over there we appreciate all the likes comments and shares as well over on uh twitter at mammoth games inc so you know when we go live and do stuff just like this. Look at that cheesy mustache. I mentioned Hot mm. Rod Ferguson because Rod Ferguson switching. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I wanted to throw, I, Hot Rod. Hot Rod. Yeah. Had to have the clip from Hot Rod. That's that good. mustache is good. Sorry, folks, but that's just good old clean fun. It is. It is. Um, so why don't we go ahead and hop in to uh, the games releasing? Yeah, so we've got a couple coming out uh, between February 10th and 16th. Uh, obviously, the first one is on Tuesday the 11th. Uh, we're seeing the PS4 release of Yakuza 5. Fucking release or don't is what I'm saying. How mm-hmm. long have we had? I feel like Yakuza 5 has been out for my whole life. Yeah, it came out on PS3. <laughs> I think uh, the original trailer was from like five years ago or something. I Man, I, I don't know. I want to really like Yakuza. 
Yeah, so it's, bad. It's just one of those things where, again, I think I talked about this. I dove in when Zero came out, uh-huh. or Kiwami, or one of those. Kiwami, yeah, and it was just like, um, I just don't have it in me to do like forty six games, seven of these games, all over again, all over again. So, well, I, like I never got into them originally, but it's just like they really don't. I, like the controls aren't super good, so they're expecting you. Like they're letting nostalgia do a lot of heavy lifting yeah. that I think it's just not capable of here. I mean, is the story at least... No. No? Okay. The story's well, like, my grandmother was, uh, you know, tripped and hurt her... I mean, it's like, it's better than Shenmue, but at what cost? <laughs> sure, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. It's better than Shenmue. Get the fuck out of here with that. Um, no, uh, like, I don't know. I'm thinking the, the ideal way to just go ahead and jump into this world would probably be just picking up Judgment, right? Yeah. Just That's what I'm still thinking of, is, is get in on Judgment, something new... It has some cool stuff going on. It looks like it has this flavor, but in a different way. Right. So, I don't know. But there it is. Uh, you can pick up Yakuza 5, the PS4 release, uh, on Tuesday, February 11th. Yeah. Uh, up next, the next three titles, all releasing Friday the 14th. That's weird, right? Yeah, it's kind of a busy day. Three games releasing on a Friday. And it's kind of... Um... One's coming out of early access, one is like a bundle edition, and one is a release that's already out on PC. Yeah, so... So uh, it's kind of odd. We'll go ahead and jump into the first coming to PS4 and PC from Capcom, uh, Street Fighter V Champion Edition. Mm. Um, I imagine that's their Big Dick Edition, right? Has everything? Correct. Hog out? Um, now, these the new editions do usually include slightly different things. Yeah, like some extra skins and... Slightly you know. different mechanics sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, you don't need to really say, honestly, too much about this. You, We all know what Street Fighter is. Um, we've seen this game. This is just the Big Dick Edition. Mm-hmm. Which, um, if we ever make a video game and we ever get the chance to do a collector's edition, it has to be called the Big Dick Edition, I think. Right, has to be. I think that's fair. Non-debatable. Yeah. <laughs> too easy. All right, we'll move right along to the next one. Uh, one that I know Grim is uh, excited for. He's been talking about that for a while. Um, mm. Again, Friday uh, the 14th, PS4, Xbox One, Switch from Airship Syndicate, and, of course, THQ Nordic because they have their uh, Nordic and everything. Uh, Darksiders Genesis. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't had the chance uh, to really like i've seen a little bit of this um but i haven't had the chance to like go hands-on or anything with it Um, right i believe grim may have went hands-on with it and that's why he's so excited for it okay yeah it's something that i've been very interested in but Mm -hmm. have not gotten the chance to kind of go do i've been waiting for it basically on switch um but it seems really cool so, um, I think, ultimately, this is a three-player game. Yeah. I don't think that there's a fourth player. And that's pretty right. interesting. Um, so, we know there's going to be War and Death. And the other one's what, Strife? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so Strife's the new character. Yeah. Uh, the gunslinger, I guess. And yeah. then War and Death, we obviously know about. Yeah. Cool. Um, let me see if Grim has any other thing to add to that. Uh, he says, yeah, he played about 30 minutes uh, when he went to, um, of course, the 
two shows. You went to an Xbox and a PlayStation show in um, London this year because they housed their shows in London this year. Yeah. Um, so this game, if you guys are unaware for the people just listening on uh, you know the podcast, um, it's not your standard Darksiders game. This isn't like Darksiders 3, 2, or 1 right. for that point, or for that matter. Yeah. Um, this is more of a uh, Diablo-like dungeon crawler. Mm-hmm. Darksiders. Um, yeah. So it's definitely something to... Uh, you know, keep an eye on if you are looking for something like, uh, you know, to fill the like Diablo gap. Um, I mean, there's a few other options out there. We had one that came up pretty recently. What was that? Um, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, I kind of got into the. Um, I know you bought it. Warhammer. Something. Oh, Grim says it's just War and Strife, no death. Oh, okay. interesting. Okay. Um, I thought Death was in it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was that uh, Warhammer one. That was the one that came out a little more recently. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it looks like they're kind of opening that back up. You know, there's some options now. You know, you can play uh, Diablo that's been out forever. Uh, but we'll have a little bit more news about Diablo here in a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Um, following up something that we've been very curious about and might be kind of biting the hook soon. Yeah. Um, also on Friday the 14th of this month, Dreams finally coming out from Media Molecule into full release, which is basically, as far as I know, it's the release of the story uh, because they guess, have yeah. basically put out the tools as part of an early access. Um, something that I was like, I do want to wait for like, when I say story, I mean kind of the pre-manufactured tutorial right like it's not really like like dreams doesn't have a big well thought out story as far as i know right um it is kind of just like hey look at these cool mechanics that you can do and then let us know and then make something right so yeah yeah it's more of like here's all of our tools they all have handles on them now so go right. ahead and use them to play around however you want right so uh yeah i'm super interested um there's already been such amazing stuff made in it oh, that yeah. it is kind of the thing that it's like like making this all with your ps4 controller in hand like i just have no clue what that would be like because some of the stuff is just so gorgeous i'm like there's no way that they've painted these textures by hand right 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 so i'm I'm really curious to see kind of more of what this is as it's coming yeah yeah it's gonna be wild um yeah right now i think what you can do before the 14th is you can pick up the early access create your own stuff but more so you can also play other people's stuff Mm. so that's pretty cool yeah a lot of options like literally the sky is the limit with this right it's like whatever you're capable of it like your capability and your time is what the limiting factor is right 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 so Mm. It is definitely super interesting. Yeah, I know I'm interested in it. Um, I have a few other friends who... I was just talking to a friend last night about it. I was mm-hmm. like, I think I'm going to buy this. Um, yeah. Very yeah, interesting. Yeah, I definitely think I'm going to. Could be a good way to uh, like pre-plan what we were talking about earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Of like, hey, we need to sit down and talk about like um, 
like us creating some sort of game together. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, again, just a quick recap. Uh, Tuesday, February 11th, Yakuza 5 and PS4 coming out. Uh, nice. Friday, February 14th, Street Fighter 4 Champion uh, Edition, Darksiders Genesis, and Dreams all coming out. Um, so, yeah, if you have um, anything that we missed at all from this, go ahead and, uh, you know, send us a line over on Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc. Um, and we'll go ahead and try to include that into our next show. It has been kind of slow. I think there's only been like maybe one small thing that we may have missed uh, mm. that you know throughout this year. Um, so one of the yeah. things I do want to mention, um, we don't really have any freebies. There are freebies if you have, of course, if you uh, want to grab some stuff on the Epic Game Store, you can. Um, yeah. There's a there's one game. It's uh, Carcassonne. Uh, I'm not yep. too sure what that game is all about. And there's also yeah, it's like Ticket a, to Ride. Uh, it's like a. They're both board games. Um, so Ticket to Ride is like you're building a, you know, like a train layout, a train network. What do you call a group of train tracks? And trains. Um, sure, trails of train trains. Yeah. Um, and you're you know kind of competing against other people. It's like a big train baron, like I don't know, 1880s setting something like that mm -hmm. and then um carcassonne is a uh french based on the french city of carcassonne where they just kept building walls basically like as the city grew they kept building new like sections of city and it's like a really weird medieval town that was like a big uh i don't know it was like a big place so uh carcassonne is really good I, that was a big one on the uh 360 indie arcade or whatever it was called at the time that I got really into. So you're kind of laying tiles and like building little towns and shit. It's definitely a fun one. Yeah. Um, and the bigger one that I heard about that I was kind of um, yes. excited for, uh, February 13th to the 20th, you can go over there and pick up Kingdom Come Deliverance for free. Um, that's pretty big, yeah. That's a big get. Like For sure. Those guys worked incredibly hard on that game, and they came out with a really good product. Mm. But unfortunately, I don't think enough people played it. Right. It was it, it was not mm -hmm. a huge hit. I mean, they, they got basically like a better product than expected delivered to their Kickstarter backers and didn't really pick up a much larger audience outside of that. Right. So it was like, okay, we know for sure. We have built in, you know, let's say 100,000 sales or whatever. And we were able to pick up an additional, you know, 50. And you would really prefer to pick up an additional 200 or whatever mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um so you know kind of disappointing performance from it but very interesting game harkens back to like um like i see it as like the style of rpg that's kind of like gothic or one of those weird like german rpgs yeah yeah you and it's it's got like much weirder controls mm-hmm you have to you have to try with this game. You have to sit down with the mindset of effort. I'm going to do this. Right. Um, you can't like half-ass it. It's not something like Skyrim where you just jump into it and you know you're in the wrong area because you die. Right. It's like you're always in the wrong area, <laughs> and you have to find your way out of this uh, somehow. I mean, fuck, your character can't even read. You have to Correct. learn to fucking. You, you have, have to learn, learn how to read. read if you want to read. Yeah. If not, you you're just to. you just gotta be a dumbass for your whole life. That's what I did. 
Yeah. That was my real life build, yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. IRL. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Low intelligence build. Yeah. Uh, but he could punch a hole through an ox, so it's right. fine. You know, you need to have one or the other. I once punched a cow in half. In half. It's uh, pretty crazy. But yeah, that pretty much wraps up uh, um, the freebies. Like I said, not too much. There's not a lot going on. Um, yeah. But definitely, like, it's a no-brainer. Get Epic Game Store for, uh, downloader for free. And, you know, it's missing some of that stuff from Steam. That argument's been done to death. Mm. I, I, I think it's kind of moot when all of the stuff that they're giving out over there for free. I think on Steam, I bought Kingdom Come Deliverance on a sale for like twenty five bucks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's and some it good, wasn't. Like, it was within a year ago. Right. There's plenty of DLC for it, which can yeah. kind of you know potentially be seen as a negative or a positive. Like you're not getting the entire game here, right. but uh, the core game is like absolutely massive. It it is almost on the scale of Witcher Three. Yeah. Like big. I wouldn't say it's on the quality level, but it's definitely on mm-hmm. that size of like diversity of shit going on different ways like another big advantage of this game is it's a true rpg where you're not i mean you are playing a defined character henry whatever his last name is but you are not playing like i am a witcher that uses magic and sword you know ability to blah 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 like it's it's a lot more open that you can kind of build however you want you can use whatever weapons you like to use um it's definitely i would definitely recommend it to people that are into that kind of thing yeah and it's a, I mean, again, it's doing something very similar to what um, Witcher did, where they're really diving into, like, this was made by a team in uh, Czech, right? Mm-hmm. Czech Republic. So yeah. they're talking about local things that are going on. They're talking about history of their region that you, you know, we, we just don't really hear a lot about Eastern European stuff in kind of Western culture, right? I mean, that is the whole difference between when we talk about eastern culture and western culture right yeah. the dividing line is basically germany so um you know it is super interesting so yeah it's cool yeah. that it's getting out there and we get to hear about more of that kind of stuff for sure for sure and it's a good looking game mm-hmm. by by all accounts this is a great looking game for sure. um the, and you know like we said it's it's something you have to try to play the combat's tough even down to shooting arrows well, the combat can last, like, super long, too. Like, it, I mean, if you... So, I, I tend to build as, like, an archer. Because in real life, you know, the arrows were absolutely devastating. I mean, if you took a longbow shot to the chest, it's over. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you take one to the head. I mean, and this is a game where, like, you are equipping boots, pants, uh, kneecap armor, skirts, like, chainmail, like, long chainmail shirts, like, Tank helmet, cover. pauldron, armor... Uh, like arms on your like armor on your arms. You're equipping yeah, like different chest arm pieces guards and yeah, uh, arm guards, gauntlets, pauldrons. Like it's all different. So yeah. um, it's it's really cool. It's really in depth. And that that might be my favorite thing about this is yeah. how deep the, the, the customization. Yeah, how deep the 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 armor goes because mm-hmm. you can weigh yourself down even over your armor. Again, you can put like a, like a little like um, almost uh, like a, a flag. What's it called? Like right. a tower. Yeah, like a Talbert. Yeah, yeah. Tabard? Tabard? Tabard. Tabard, something like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can deck yourself out however you want. So you can, 
effectively on your chest, I think you can wear four layers, maybe five. Yeah. Yeah, no, five. That'd be the undershirt, um, your light armor. Uh, undershirt could, padding. Yeah, padding. Chainmail. Chainmail. Heavy armor um, if you want. Plate armor and then a, a tabard over it. And a tabard it. over it. Yeah. Yep. And that's just your chest layer. Yeah. Good God. Um, There's a lot going on here, folks. You can, if you want in combat, you can just be someone who stands there and gets hit. Like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're, like, especially, uh, so I actually recently started playing this again, but I didn't really have anything interesting to say about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get into, like, you, okay, I should say you most likely get into a fist fight early on in the game. Mm -hmm. And it's literally, like, a ten-minute slog. Where, like, both of you are exhausted, you both got black eyes and cut lips and shit. And it's, like, some of these fights, like, if they're doing, if they're good at blocking and you're good at blocking their hits, some of these fights will just go on forever. Because it's, like... definitely. You know, this is... I mean, in real life, again, knights would just be going at each other until one person had a tiny fuck-up and then it's over. Yeah. Like, you know, it's... They've definitely captured that realism. They're just a little more tired than you, so you get the... Like, you get that right... Behead them. Right in the... Like, right in the side of the armor or something. Right. Yeah. Definitely cool. It's crazy. I didn't expect to talk this long on Kingdom Come Deliverance today. You never do. No. But there's a lot going on that's that's very interesting. If anyone cool from stuff. War Horse Gaming is watching, we appreciate you and we want to talk to you. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> guaranteed. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to uh, the weekly nudes. Um, interesting. Weekly last nudes. few weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, not really a ton of news, like game news, but a lot of movement. Um, a lot of movement and a lot of like little announcements of like, okay, we're still working on stuff over here, guys. Uh, you know. So yeah, let's dive right in. Uh, part one. Uh, so Metro Exodus is teasing their, I believe their second, like big story DLC. Yeah. Um. So it's called Sam's Story. Uh, it's actually could have been we could have included it in the releases if we wanted to. It's coming out on the um. Uh, eleventh. So Tuesday. Um, they have not revealed the trailer for it yet. The trailer's coming out on Tuesday, so that it must be very heavily story focused. Um, yeah. But they have said it's a sandbox survival expansion. Uh, you're playing as Sam, who is uh, on a journey through the main region of the game here, Vladivostok, on his mission to find his way home to the USA. Wow. So already we've got some pretty weird shit there. Like, yeah, okay, how did uh, a person probably a soldier or something right from the usa end up in the moscow area when you know world war three basically happened yeah and what, the, you know the nukes hit what so are like what are we gonna see and know? how is he still here so i i'm people are already talking about like story-wise what this could be and they're super excited to kind of dive in so yeah no this is really really cool yeah. um the um Writer for Metro, what's his name? Dmitry Glukowski. Glukowski, yep. Um, of course, I, I know. Uh, I, I think he added me on Facebook. Yeah, he's a cool guy. And I think it probably became a, a possibility because he added you. Yeah. And uh, it was a while back he posted a photo um, pointing his phone at a mirror that was like the floor was a mirror so it was looking mm-hmm. straight down and you could see him taking a photo above and he said yeah. something like like caption this or whatever and i think i wrote thanks for not wearing a skirt that's fine 
Yeah, well. You know. Did he hand you a like on that? I don't know. I don't remember. I, I, probably not. But Fucked up if not. That's funny. Um, but yeah, Sam's story looks, sounds pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of things going on, so definitely stay tuned to our uh, Facebook. We'll definitely update you guys with uh, that trailer as soon as it comes out. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, uh, along with their successful Kickstarter... Uh, the Wii U title Wonderful 101 is definitely getting a remaster. Um, of course, the remaster uh, coming to uh, the Switch, they were very successful. Yeah. Uh, so they were looking for like 50,000, just under. Um, and they <laughs> got a lot more than that. Yeah, um, they're at uh, 1.5 million. I don't. What, what would you if if we <laughs> let's go ahead and put this into? It still has twenty six days to go. Yeah, they got that in five days. I guess four days. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, what do you even do with that money? Like, I know they have stretch uh, goals, right? <laughs> yeah, they've hit all their stretch for sure. Uh, not yet. Well, according to this, there's still two remix uh, well, soundtrack. They, I mean, the original one they had up to five hundred k. Yeah. They've been updating the stuff because they're like, oh, Jesus. So, um, yeah, they're they're adding a... They've already hit on the 1.5. They're adding a new section of a 2D side-scrolling adventure starring one of the particular heroes. And then at 2 mil, they'll do um, another story of that same character. So they're kind of... At this point, they're like... They're just adding to the game. We're, like, almost releasing, releasing like, a sequel here. Like, yeah. You know, they're doing some different stuff with like soundtrack and, and they were different modes and things like that. But it's it's, uh, it's really cool. They were really smart on their stretch goals to like blur the bottom of that. Yeah, <laughs> like the bottom of the stretch goal is like kind of faded out. Right. So it's like, like hey, there could be more. If you guys give us five mil, uh, we'll come to each of your houses individually and suck your dick. Yeah, I'd do that. Um, but fuck it. For 50k for hitting their goal, you get the Switch version. The next stretch goal was 250k, getting the Steam version, 500 a PS4 version. Mm. So that's pretty cool. Um, let's see what can we what what can you chuck in here? I'm not good at converting yen. Uh, isn't no, well they're they're definitely yen, basically um, like 10 bucks. Oh yeah, yeah, here it is. It's yes, about it, it's like one to ten almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, digital release you can pick that up for uh 36 bucks not bad digital release on the switch that's a good deal and it, and you'll get all the stretch goal shit right not bad it's pretty cool yeah it's it's definitely interesting uh they're trying to um like bring out some of their other stuff again like they're trying to bring some of their stuff into a modern catalog and everything yeah uh at platinum so um, this is part of that project, and uh, definitely, I think, uh, successful at least in concept, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I'm um, interested to see what else happens with it, but when pretty much blew out the door. <clears throat> when uh, buying this, like, if you were going to back it, why you would ever back anything other than the $101 edition mm-hmm. is beyond me. Um, Correct. Purely uh, thirty nine dollars for everything is fine. Get blocked, Get blocked on, Twitter on Twitter by Camilla. Yep, that is the one you need. That's funny. 
So did you see their final uh, their final mission? So they're doing like social missions, right? To get people to tweet about it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mission 12, uh, Kamiya unblocks everyone. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, that's really funny. They know exactly what they're doing and they're nailing it. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. Good good on them. Like, they're having Very fun good. with it, you know? Very that's, good That's shit. important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you are interested in that, if you did like the wonderful 101 on the Wii U or even mm-hmm. like the idea of it, yeah, go support this shit. This is... Um, the Wii U is pretty much gonna be forever the forgotten nintendo console right and it, deservedly i mean i liked what it was it's fine doing. for what it is I, I i really like i bought it right away i mm. knew what i was getting into um right and i at the end of the day i was really happy with what what came of that like i was i was really excited to you know look down and see my map while i was playing zombie U or mm-hmm. You know, the way that you could interact in, like, uh, you know, some of the Mario titles or, you know, just any of the, like, um, like small mini things. Like, basically, like, the Wii Sports kind of stuff. But right. they did it. It was more focused. Um, and the controller didn't didn't feel terrible in the hand. It They definitely made it a lot better with the Switch. But mm. um, it was, like a proof of concept for the switch and yeah i was i was happy with it um i mean ultimately i i did end up getting rid of it when the switch came out like it's the same thing except mm-hmm. better but yeah. it's conceptually like it was an important step that they had to take yeah you know i get it and like, i understand where they were going with it and everything and some of the things that came out on there just like the there's a cool show one they got lost you know yeah um, some of the ones that escaped are the you know only were really the ones that could, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like um, like Zombie U, they just they completely re- rebranded and just came out as Zombie on everything. Yeah, else. yeah. Um, you know, just just doing what they can to get you know get cool stuff in people's hands. Just to stay alive, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to you know get some sales on this thing that actually was a really cool idea but just never had a chance to live basically yeah so um moving on from that uh speaking of almost never really having a chance to live yeah <laughs> um wizards of the coast has an uh their new game studio which obviously has some uh you know bioware veterans with um james olin uh chad robertson uh, so they have reformed into a new game studio hell yes. called Archetype Entertainment, which I think we heard about in the past. Double hell yes. Excuse me. And um, James Allen, being the head of the studio, has served as creative director and lead designer on Baldur's Gate, Dragon Age, Neverwinter, Knights, uh, Star Wars Old Republic, and Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, it's day. funny. They say um, not everybody's perfect. He did also work on Anthem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but their debut project is described as a multi-platform role-playing game set in an all-new science fiction universe that will send players on a story-driven epic where choices they make will have real consequences on how their story unfolds. Fuck yes. It sounds like almost Wizards of the Coast was like, um, give us a Mass Effect, Uh right? Uh We got this one piece of concept art, which I like a Uh lot. Um, It's kind of got like a mix of Killzone... And Destiny. Kind of vibes and Destiny, sort mm-hmm. of. It's got the tower type 
platforms, you know. So I'll be really interested to see what it is. Um, the fact that they're really leaning on role-playing, like they're not saying a new multi-platform, multiplayer action role-playing game or something, right? They're saying it's an RPG. Right. Right, and that's what the people want. And they're you know, talking. And a I lot speak for the people, like Wizards of the Coast and Dungeons and Dragons too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it is. You know, Wizards of the Coast wants to kind of. I think they see kind of some writing on the wall. Not to say that Dungeons and Dragons is failing, but they they really can't be a one or two property company, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, they, in my opinion, very stupidly let um, the the uh, Star Wars license go for like the D twenty. Uh, system right. for a tabletop RPG. Uh, I think they'd be making like Buku insane bucks right now because I know a lot of people are super into like they're wanting to kind of tell their own Star Wars stories after now that the trilogy's done. They they're just kind of like, well, here's what I would do with my idea. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, it's that this definitely gotten some traction over at Fantasy Flight Games, but they're kind of like, all right, we're getting into this market. We want to do some new shit. Let's open up wide open, get somebody who knows what they're doing, who's worked on shit like this before with, uh, you know, James Allen, Chad Robertson, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of their whole team. And those guys actually did release a uh, kind of an, a new setting that is uh, Greek-inspired, like Greek, like, I don't know, Bronze Age legendary Greek, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that I actually finally received my hard copy. It ended up getting lost in the mail somewhere, and the post office just, like, had some shit laying around. Of course. And uh, eventually, the company like got a hold of them, and they were like, "Why has this thing not been delivered?" Because it had like a sign off for delivery or whatever, mm-hmm. or a delivery confirmation. I mean, and um, finally, the post office was like, "What was it? Oh, it was like a couple books or whatever." Okay, yeah, we have that. We'll send it to them. And it's been like, because I, I had to, had to email them and everything, because it's been like, it's like a couple months late. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I finally got that. So, I mean, I know they make really good stuff. They've been interested in working with, you know, the Dungeons & Dragons brand. So, it's like, okay, here it is. Right. You know? So, it's really cool. So, um, I'm, I'm really excited to see kind of what more they do. Yeah, and I don't think, uh, you know, working on Anthem... Per, like, personally, I don't think that that should count as a negative. I mean, they did some... They had some cool technology there. Right. I mean, they worked on the server stuff, which was, I mean... Just, far as i know is fine right yeah i, I don't Nothing remember particularly anything. good or bad about it yeah it, so. uh, yeah but being a part of that team that created that flying mechanic um mm, that's a good point great mechanic like i would love to see that in something else mm-hmm. successful yeah all right so continuing to move along we're finally getting one of the long-awaited things we talked about previously for fallout 76 the wastelander dlc i believe this is the dlc that brings um npcs npcs into the fallout 76 world if there was the if you could get into this game at the optimal time it would be April 7th when this Wastelander DLC comes out. By the way, it's free right. because they know what they did. Yeah, they yeah they know exactly where they went wrong. This game has a lot of things that suck. Yep. And I'm hoping Unfortunately. that some of that stuff is fixed um, by the time I get back to it. Right around, you know, early April. I mean, April's... I mean, there's a 
big old hole in April now mm-hmm. uh, without Cyberpunk. It could give chance for, you know, things that are new that are coming out. You know, like, yeah. we're obviously going to be playing Animal Crossing. We're obviously going to be playing, um, you know, like, probably Final Fantasy or whatever all of you guys are playing. But this does have an opportunity to be cool. And the world is already really cool. Uh, like mm-hmm. I've explored it extensively and building your environment or building your uh, home is really cool. Um, like exploring this world, finding the different armors. I mean, there's, there's so many different, like just masks alone in this game that are yeah. really, really cool. I went into uh, an insane asylum and found a really fucking creepy clown mask. Loved it. Nice. Um, what was one of the other ones that I ended up finding? Oh, we found a uh, a skull mask with antlers taped to the sides of the head. Um, nice. In a cave that had like Cthulhu-like shit in it. Uh-huh. There's so much cool stuff in this game that nobody ever got to see. Because of just how it released. What the idea was. It didn't yeah. work out. Um, so, I really, I really want this to be you know well done and set up so it can breathe a new life into you know this exploration of what is this place like Appalachia yeah yeah um so I mean it has Mothman that's that's cool itself nothing wrong with that right um so I'm down if anyone's gonna be playing this like hit me up (laughs) they're also releasing a crossbow that's cool. Or like a compound bow, not a crossbow. Um, so Either one. Cool. All right. So we have some big movement stories happening around here. Of course, Wizard of the Coast, we already talked about a little bit. I find it weird. I feel like we're starting with probably the biggest one. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. Uh, so um, here just a couple of days ago, uh, minding our own business. Actually, that same day I was talking with another one of our followers about um, Rockstar. Why are they successful? What have they been doing? What, you know, what leads to their success? And ultimately, it comes down to them being... They, they do things on their own terms. And they don't... I feel like they're, they don't let the politics of the video game industry interrupt what they're doing so yeah. so and i think that's because they create the politics themselves mm-hmm. the the people at this company and uh later that night we went home and it said rockstar founder dan hauser is leaving the game the company and mm-hmm. it was like hold on a second if you're listening to this likely he's been part of this company he's literally as long as it's been around yeah there's never been anyone else and he's he's pretty re- he's pretty responsible for the flow of rockstar's video games whether it be grand theft auto or um like red dead redemption um i'd have to look into it but like i i, I even question things that are like smaller like smugglers run or um manhunt mm-hmm. but that is a um a very big move 
and it leads to like the question like of why why he would leave after one of the biggest things yeah like one of the biggest things in entertainment in general ever that has come out um it, it is the biggest thing right grand theft auto is the most profitable media that we've had right yes yeah yeah it had the biggest release and it's continued to be you know in the top on steam for a long time like it's insane to even just think about this but when the ps3 and xbox 360 were out we got this game their online is not only still going but it's thriving and we're talking like eight years later so i mean that that's kind of unheard of for a like a console like anything on console you know what i mean it didn't come out on pc until you know pretty recently so they've really spaced it out they've really done the almost the skyrim thing but they kind of like hoodwinked us a little bit you know where instead of like hey we're releasing it on everything it's like you just didn't know that the it was coming out on the next thing or whatever um he took an extended break dan hauser uh back in early spring and he's been on vacation ever since um i think he just decided that he's done with it yeah he like i think he took a big break probably and he's like this is I make nice. like a shit ton of money off of our like uh, off of my ownership of the company and yeah. bonuses and whatnot. I, I make a ton of money. Like I, like maybe he's just reached the point where he's like, I don't have to work anymore. Yeah. And the company is definitely starting to pick up a lot of heat on like um you know, their kind of their crunch behavior and things like that. Yeah, as always. They they're they're I feel like they're always under fire for that. So, you know, maybe it's just like, he's like, well, now's a good time. I've done my work. Like, maybe he just thinks he'll never do better. Maybe he thinks that he's trained up other people to replace him. Yeah, you know? it could be a thing of like, it would be a very rock star. Not like, hey, like, you're a rock star, but like a rock star games thing to do. Hey, now you're a rock star. Get your show on the game. I don't know if that's how that goes. Uh, no, I don't know the lines. Hey. I just know the song from my heart. Try it. Um... But I wonder if he's like it would be a very like Rockstar Games thing to do to just put it down at the peak. You know what I mean? Yeah. To just like well, I mean we're never gonna make another game this big ever again. Like instead of being the guy who makes sixteen sequels after, you know, the best thing you've ever done. Kind of not to like bash them or anything, but really pull a Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they were, you know, kings for a long time, and now it's just like, dude, come on, get with it, get 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 back, get back into the game, innovate somewhere, please, please, for the love of God, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is big news. Uh, moving forward, um, I'm excited to see how uh, this will this this will ripple effect throughout the company. And mm-hmm. whatever they put out next, I think I feel like it'll be uh, it'll be affected. Um, but how? Yeah, that'll be. That's yeah. what I'm excited to see. Um, yeah, I'm definitely interested. So, with that, uh, 
Do you want to talk about the other two movements that we had, or do you just want to keep going on the list? Uh, yeah, so let's just keep it all together here. Um, so we'll talk about the other two kind of company changes, transitions, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll hit the last one, or that one last. Uh, so second uh, kind of high-profile departure, uh, Rod, Rowdy Roddy Ferguson uh, is leaving The Coalition, which is the studio that took over uh, Gears of War. Mm-hmm. And he already has announced where he's going. He's moving on to Blizzard to work on Diablo. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. And also, like, I don't, like it's kind of like, does that cross over? So, like, you know, he's been the studio head, and, you know, he worked at Epic for a long time and everything. So, like, mm-hmm. he's really just worked on Gears of War Gears. for the past, like, 10... 15 years or whatever right yeah so it's interesting like it's definitely got like gears definitely has the grimy like um uh, the aesthetic of like blood and gore and like heavy metal and shit yeah so i can see how that kind of plays but also i mean as far as things go he's just like a good boss so that might just be like you know blizzard is like hey we've kind of had a lot of leadership shakeup. um things are kind of weird so let's bring over somebody that's well liked and does a good job mm-hmm um, and Blizzard's really been acquiring people. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've they've been under fire. I feel like for a little bit they're you know just yeah. getting out of that. Um, so I think they really want to try to win back some of that, like player, like good faith. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of his skills transfer. He, you know, yeah. he, even though he's really worked on this one thing for so long, um, yeah, like you were saying, you know, the blood and gore, the, um, like the bulky armor. Yep. You know, it, chunky, it, it, it's all there. chunky boys. The chunky boys. Yeah. Los what, chunky what was boys. It was it was big black and the chunky boys. That's what it was mm-hmm. back in the Robin Big. Sure days. was. Damn. Rip. Pour one out. Yeah. Big one. All right, but, yeah. but so um, you know, very interesting. You, we'll, we'll we'll see. Um, I, I think ultimately he's going to be pretty stoked with this new position. Um, Blizzard's a pretty like Epic is really big to work at, but they have a mm-hmm. lot of different like departments, departments different focuses. To go through. Yeah. yeah, Blizzard I think is more nailed down. You know, they they have they have a specific style, yeah. whereas Epic has several styles. So this uh, th- this is going to be interesting. All right, and we have one more. And another uh, former Bioware um, kind of change up, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So we're looking at Mike Laidlaw, who was a high-level designer that worked on uh, Dragon Age. Um, he joined Ubisoft Quebec in 2018 as the creative director, and he is already moving on. Got to uh, go. So in a brief tweet, he said that he thanked the, quote, talented and welcoming folks at the studio for his time there, and now to take stock and figure out what's next. So he doesn't actually already have anything. Although I am also kind of wondering, is he going to get a call from James Olin? Yes. Right? Yes. And it's like, maybe he just can't talk about stuff yet, but he might already know, but obviously that's, you know, speculative. That'd be great. But um, I don't know what he was working on, and... uh. Uh, he said he would be working on an as yet unannounced product. So he he did have some input. It looks like on gods and monsters. Uh-huh. Um, it's been pushed into the next fiscal year. 
Um, this culminated in, in culminated in an editorial team shakeup. This affected a unit that worked out of Ubisoft Paris headquarters, not Quebec City. Um, but it was meant to give the company's franchises more distinct identities by putting them in the hands of more than one or two tastemakers. He joined in December 2018. Uh, after a year spent consulting with uh, different developers, he left Bioware in October of 2017. After more than 14 years, he was well known for his work on Dragon Age. He was the lead designer in the first three games and creative director of the franchise overall. He also worked on the Mass Effect series and 2005's Jade Empire. Mm-hmm. So definitely a big change. Um, so we'll see where he ends up. I, I think it definitely is. He probably is like, "Hey, I want to. I want to work on something smaller." Um, Do you think he? You think he would go to? Uh, you think he would go to that Wizards of the Coast company? What was that again? It's possible. I mean, or something. Uh, yeah, whatever it was. It was. Um, it definitely seems like something that he. Um, Archetype Entertainment. Archetype. Yep. That would be on a much smaller scale. It would be working with somebody that he knows, right? Mm-hmm. And it would be working on something that... Again, he knows. He knows that style. Yeah. I mean, he knows the style. He knows the people. And it's on a much smaller scale. Like, what's the biggest budget game Wizards of the Coast ever put out? Right? It's like the fucking magic digital tabletop card game, right? Probably. Uh, not to talk shit, obviously. Like, I, I like no. that stuff yeah. a lot but sure. like they're they're not known as this powerhouse like they're not an ea they're not an activision they're not a blizzard they're not a microsoft right so yeah um it's a startup ubisoft, it's... which again i've heard that ubisoft is really you know one of the better ones to work with of its size but yeah still it's like you know i don't really want to have to answer to this fucking dude that just cashes checks every month you know what i mean yeah like, i want to do my own thing and he can get my that own thing. i want to work on something sure. smaller i want to be more creative i like i can see all of that so yeah cool uh yeah i really look forward to seeing what uh you know where mike's planning on going and what he's planning on doing even yeah. i mean if he plans on doing nothing i guess that's something too you know yeah. just it, it would just be kind of telling you know hey another uh Bioware, you know, like ex-Bioware guy. He just, he's hanging up the old boots. Right. All right. So the last piece that we have, uh, Pokemon Day is February 27th. Um, it looks like they, uh, you know, have probably announced a few things. I haven't actually looked into this. I know you put this one up here. Um, yeah, there's a couple little things that... It looks like they're doing. Um, so February 27th is Pokemon Day. That happens to be the day that Pokemon Red and Green launched in Japan in 1996. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pokemon's official website has some stuff where you're voting to say what your favorite Pokemon is. And they're going to show some of the winning entries. Um, on February 25th, Pokemon Go is g- getting uh, Armored Mewtwo back in Legendary Raids. Um, so it's going to be a tie-in with the re-release of the uh, Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back evolution animated movie mm-hmm. um go players will also find the clone versions of venusaur blastoise and charizard which is really cool and a clone pikachu can photobomb you if you're taking uh photos so that's another you know photo catch um sword and shield will be able to learn about a new mythical pokemon mm-hmm. uh they haven't given any details on who it is or when it hits the game but we'll likely learn these in a few weeks on the same day sword and shield will debut new max raid battles with milk mill milkery Milk Milk Airy? Yeah. The milk Pokemon that turns in dice cream. 
Right. Uh, if you watch the trailer below, you can see another edition, Gigantamax Toxtricity, with G-Max shock st- uh, stun shock ability. Squeeze me. So that's pretty cool. That was a Pokemon that I was like, I, okay, I really this guy's kind of cool. What are we going to do with him? And then like they didn't do anything with him. So right. I was like, uh, that's odd. So now I see what they were doing with him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he pulls out like a like a lightning based uh, flying V guitar and smashes it on the enemy. My man, that's cool. Uh, and he's like, um, like he's a really interesting Pokemon, being uh, electric and poison. Yeah, really weird type mix. Yeah, and like honestly, he has like a really cool um, design of being like a punk rock, like. Uh, like quite literally they're going for like acid rock right yeah yeah so that's that's funny yeah that's the, so, yeah. that's the kind of creative pokemon stuff that i like to see i really am, sure. like if he teamed up with uh um the grass starters final evolution they could be a good little band yeah you know got the drums got the guitar got a white stripes vibe going for sure uh but yeah, I'm pretty sure there'll probably be uh, a bit more news, especially on the Pokemon Go front, once we get mm-hmm. um, you know a little bit closer here to uh, February 27th. Like I imagine that they'll have some other extra surprises up their sleeves, like normal. Um, yeah. But yeah, that pretty much wraps up our show today. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out. Um, if you guys do get the chance, as always, head over to facebook.com backslash Inc. Check all the top news and video game stuff over there as well. Follow us on Twitter so you know when we go live and do stuff like this. And last but not least, stop on over. Check out our website, mammothgamesinc.com. Um, you know, look for that to evolve. You can get over there. Um, you pay attention. You might be one of the first people to actually pop over and become one of our members on our site. Um, yeah. You know, gaining access to... Uh, you know, comment on stuff, like stuff, and even post your own pieces. And then if the pieces are good enough, we can host them right here on our homepage. Um, so if you are an aspiring writer, you want to get into like video game journalism, um, this could be, a, you know, a fun place to just post your work um, as well. You know, there are many other places you can do that. So um, just spread it, you know, spread it out. And, uh, you know, we're more than happy to help out. For sure. I'll help you spread them. He will. That's how he got me. That and that silver ass tongue of his. But again, yeah. thanks. Uh, you know, thanks for uh, hanging out. Um, we'll be back, of course, uh, next Sunday live uh, on Facebook.com/backslash Mammoth Games Inc. So join us there. If not, prepare for the podcast to come out on Monday, per usual. Um, but thanks again for hanging out for Mammoth Games Inc. I am Nightsworn, and I'm Filtercord. Have a good one.